What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Mr. Bartlett subbing in for Sam spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. Make sure you continue to visit their website. Check out all their latest products. You can shop for the comforts of your own home. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. Uh, they do a lot of things for the community and surrounding areas. And for more details, you can go to TigerSanitation.com, official sponsor of the sports crime. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it's open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, um, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, uh, you can parlay that over to today and anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, uh, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget if you need to reach out to me or follow me, you can do it at, on Twitter at SportsGrind. Um, if you want to go ahead and stream the show live and interact with the show and leave comments, you can go to the business page of Sports Grind Entertainment, the Facebook page, or you can go to my personal page as well too. And don't forget, if you miss any of the episodes or you didn't get a chance to listen to the show in its entirety, you can go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast every day. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Mr. Clark? I'm ready to rock and roll. Ready to go. Mr. Bartlett? Mr. Calvin? You ready? Always. All right, man. Lonnie's still on the team, Bartlett. Haven't seen yeah, him he's available awesome. tonight, so that, that'll be good for uh, okay. the bench. All right. Yeah, I've had the same with Bartlow the years. He's been wanting to ship Lonnie out like two years ago. But anyway, yes, yeah, so um, we got things to get to. It is Wednesday. It's hump day. Um, things continue to roll on. Uh, you know, we've got uh, NBA, of course. You know, speaking of Lonnie Walker, speaking of the Spurs, they find themselves in the play-in situation. Because the Lakers find themselves out. So that whole saying that if the playoffs ended to, if the playoffs started today, the Lakers would be eliminated and the Spurs would be in the play in, right? Is it 10 seed? Correct. And they'd be playing who for that uh, plan? They would play these eight, uh, sorry, seven seed, which would be the Timberwolves. Ooh. And they would be an eight and nine matchup with the Clippers and Pelicans. Who would play the T Wolves? So, are you sure you got that right? No, no, no. The, yeah. the way it works out is yeah. That's not, uh, sorry about that. The Pelicans would play the Spurs. It's a one game elimination. Right. Whoever wins gets the right to play the seventh or, or the eighth seed. Right. So the seventh and eighth seed will play each other uh, once. Whoever wins that will get the seventh seed. Right. So basically, it's it's the seventh and eighth seed have two games to play or two chances. To to get locked into either the seventh or the eighth, right? The the nine or ten seeds have to win. Yep. Uh, you know, two games in order just to qualify. The, right. Yeah. This is That's too right. complicated. Well, I'm with you now. Me, Can we just go ahead and scrap the play? Well, I've been telling you for a minute now, just because I feel like <laughs> these teams. Me. I know. Convinced I convinced me. These teams at the bottom. I mean, but hey, it is what it is. But the bigger story, really. You know, and I and I, you know, again, I've brought them up here and there, but it's kind of tired of talking about. I'm speaking of Lakers because at the end of the day, it is just what it is. They're not a very good basketball team. They've dealt with injuries. Uh, they've got a coach that's pretty much is being treated like, and everything you hear from the L.A. Times, everything is almost a lame duck coach. Uh, you got a guy that's one of the all-time greats that is basically chasing his own personal history. 
Um, and Anthony Davis is just like, hey, if I'm ready, if we make it, I make it. We make it, we don't. So if the playoffs did start today, yes, Lake, and I will tell you this, it would be, again, I never had a high expectations for this team, but I will tell you, it will go down as probably one of the most disappointing NBA teams, regular season single team in NBA history. If you have a team that on the roster, now granted, you know, if you deep dive into it, it's going to be, of course, a lot of time without Anthony Davis. I mean, LeBron has missed some games here or there, fringers. I mean, they've had it, but I don't care. If you got a lineup with or a team that has out of these 12 people on this roster, their names are Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James. Um, you know, you that that's not to make it at all. That's pretty bad. So we'll see how it goes. They've got some games left, but I'll tell you one thing. I, and even though I talked about it yesterday, that I disagree with it. But the Clippers, Paul George comes back yesterday with a debut. I think he scored over thirty yesterday in his debut. I watched that game for the most part. And let me tell you, the Clippers have rental property in Utah Jazz's head. From the debacle last year in the playoffs, being down 25 or 24 in that game and coming back to win and eliminating them, and then also coming back to last night, having a 21-point lead come out on fire and a game that has Paul George for his first game back, and you blow that lead and you lose that. Okay? Now... That right there lets you know that that's a mental situation. And with the Clippers, again, I, I felt I've been saying this. Tyron Lue definitely deserves the flowers for what he's doing. I mean, I don't think any other team or anybody else. I mean, to have two of your best players and one of them be a top three player in the league in Kawhi, really not here for all the season. Well, especially for Kawhi hasn't been here all the season, and you've had Paul George for a fraction of the season. It is impressive where they sit to even be in the conversation, in the playoff conversation. Uh, that's pretty much impressive. It says a lot of credit for Tyron Lue because we never gave Tyron Lue for the championship in Cleveland. It was all LeBron. I mean, Tyron Lue, for the most part, is still looked at as the guy that was stepped over by Allen Iverson in the 0-1 finals. So um, I think that was 0-1. But back then. So... You got that going on. Also, big game. I did watch this. You know, the Bucks uh, come back. They rally also. They defeat the 76ers last night. You know, uh, a duo of some of the top two MVP candidates. Uh, top three. Two of the top three MVP candidates in Giannis and Embiid. Giannis ended up getting the best of them a little bit. Had a crucial block there toward the end. They called it goaltending for one, but then they had to look at it. And then they said, no, that was a clean block. Um, so they were able to get a victory after not really playing their best basketball and coming back on the road against Philly. Um, been saying it, going to continue to say it. Milwaukee, um, you know, I was wrong about them last year. I didn't think that they would get to this point where you would look at them as really the heavy. I, I don't know about heavy, but they're really the favorites to go ahead and go back to back. But again, last night's game between Philly on the road uh, in that environment against an Embiid, a James Harden. Maxie, all these guys, and to be able to come back, they're going to be tough to beat four out of seven. Uh, they're just going to be tough to beat. I'm going to continue to say that as we come down the stretch. Um, Dallas, I mean, they blow out. They're the reason why the Lakers are not in the playoffs if it started today because they gave them an ass whooping last night in Dallas. And right now, granted, LeBron was out, of course. Anthony Davis was out. And, and to me, you, you wondered. I know you've asked this, John, or you thought that LeBron should have been shut down. And you have to wonder now. 
I guess the next thing to figure out is that if they really have just fallen and let go of the rope and they're sitting in the 11 spot or 12 spot, wherever the hell they are right now, you have to wonder, is that call going to be made now to go ahead and shut LeBron down, which I doubt it. And the only reason why I say I doubt it, because I think they would have to really, you know, strap LeBron to a gurney to keep him from going out there because of what the milestones that he's chasing. You going to say something John? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they're going to try to burn him back out there. They they are tied with the Spurs record-wise. The Spurs just own the head-to-head, which is why they're ahead. You no. waving me off no, on that No, one? They're, they're tied head-to-head. The reason the Spurs have the quote-unquote tiebreaker is because they have the better conference record. Again, I, say, I don't think they because I think they only the beat the Lakers one time. This so year, it would be two times. So it's two and two. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They they were two and two uh, this season uh, as the head to head. When you swing it down, the Spurs still have the fourth toughest remaining schedule. That was as of yesterday, and the Lakers have the toughest remaining schedule. The Spurs are going to play the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. I'm going to scratch that one as a loss for San Antonio without and that, jaw, and that's that's. Well, but in, they're doing well without jaw true. this season. Yeah, that, that's why I, that's not even a factor tonight. Mm-hmm. And so the Lakers are going to find themselves right back in the 10th seed. They got to get a little, get a little momentum. You're going to they they have the Jazz tomorrow, then the Pelicans, Nuggets. It's, it's it's a tough schedule. You're talking, about that's why you're saying you doubt it. They'll shut down yeah, LeBron because there's still the factor of San Antonio, young and experienced. Could just as easily choke this down the stretch as, as the veteran, you know, and, and uh, geriatric squad well, well, of the Lakers. Well, first of all, if we look, let's just keep it full transparency. If if we look at the situation that's hand at the Spurs and they're down there with the Lakers, the Pelicans, uh, right? Who else are the bottom teams that's really jockeying for this? The Pelicans, the Lakers, the Spurs, and I'm missing one. You got the the Trailblazers, okay. Barely leave the, okay. On to leave that them chance, out, but it's the Pelicans, yeah. Spurs, Lakers. Okay, so out of those three, leave Portland out of this. Out of those three, there's nobody. There's nobody that really had the Spurs nationally or locally a playoff team this year. Not even one of the play-ins. So it's not even the same thing as the Spurs. Whether they lose out, whether they don't, you know, they fumble and lose three straight coming down the stretch of four. That's not as devastating or disappointing as a – look, Pelicans, they, they're kind of getting a pass because of the Zion situation. But when the Pelicans and their roster with an with a Ingram, you know, what they acquired, um, even getting a C.J. McCullough now in that trade with Portland, you would have thought Pelicans was going to be a playoff team. That's the reason why um, Gundy was fired because he was one and done with them because it was one of those that they really felt – that he didn't he didn't achieve what they were supposed to last year with the kind of talent they got. They should probably be in a six to eight seed at least minimum situation. Now, of course, the obvious is the Zion's health and the Zion situation. Even though we've had we haven't touched on it this show because I haven't really wanted to waste time with it with all the NFL news and all that. But we had Zion Gate because Zion's got dunks going viral on the internet and and you know he's had this surgery and this whole thing he's been taking handle with gloves but zion a lot of people felt that that was a you know that's zion really giving a middle finger to the organization and mean like i want out there meaning like you really put because honestly he puts the organization in a bad spot when he does that 
I mean, he's still young. I mean, this is a guy that would technically be supposed to be, what, like a junior in college, a sophomore junior in college, or maybe a junior right, right there with there, Coach yeah. K getting ready to play this Final Four game, being the heavy favorites because Zion's just dominating still in college. So he's still young. He hasn't all the way matured yet. But him thinking like, hey, man, I'm going to get my followers up. This is going to go viral. How many views that's going to go? Everybody, they've been telling you, the professionals, the NBA people that cover the team and cover that New Orleans team and all that, hey, we're taking it slow. He's coming up slow. We're doing this. He's getting better. And we even heard there was part of a setback. But you go out and you – I mean, this, is, this happened a couple weeks ago. This is old news. But that's what happened. So to me, going back to your point, if the Spurs don't make it, nobody really anticipated them being a playoff team, even a playing game team this year. That's not a story as much as the disappointment of the Pelicans, where are they going to go? Is Zion really going to be their guy? Or the disappointment of the Los Angeles Lakers with one of the best players of all time with a couple of his banana boat buddies, for the exception of Westbrook. He wasn't on the boat, but at Westbrook, getting 11 seed, that's terrible. That I Even with Anthony Davis not even playing, that's unexcusable. And that's why so, they wouldn't rest LeBron, is to try to get that play in. But the, but to me, even at the play-in, there's nothing about this team, this Lakers team, after, especially after the All-Star break. Uh, they are like two, I think they are two or three in 12 or 14 since the break or some number like that. It's way below. So there's nothing that showed us about this team that even if they get in the play-in game, even if they get, that they're going anywhere. It's it's just, right. it's it's a fractured situation. Um. You know, I I think if it's not for, you know, LeBron on that 18th hole in his career and there's Kareem in sight, which we got Kareem news, by the way. We got to talk about that. He's giving his two bid on old Will Smith's action at the Oscars the other night. But it's no way that it, it would make sense to even have LeBron keep going. Because because at the end of the day, most likely, and this is the thing that, that the Laker fans, Laker Dre and all them got to realize, you're pretty – Lakers ain't too much they're going to be able to do in the offseason. You're going to pretty much be – you might change a part here and there. You might grab somebody that's on the Lakers G League team or something, bring him up, or you might find a, a guy with crumbs you can sign. They, you're going to run it back with pretty much the same squad. It's just going to come down to is Anthony going to hold up or not in 82 next year. They they have really nothing they can do, and I think that's the reason why Jenny Buss was like, no, I'm not doing a trade at the deadline because I'm not taking on new contract money because at the end of the day, I don't know if you all noticed, but L.A. has been hit really hard. We've been in a pandemic, and – this ain't really the in spot to be, and we're not charging the tickets that we used to because we've been bad. We've been really bad. So that's the reason why she didn't want to really make a move at that point of of the situation. 1-800-707-9760. Also, um, what else we got? We got NFL news again. Ursay, the Colts owner, speaks. He, he talks a little bit about shedding the light on the Carson Wentz situation. Talk about that. He also talked about possibly they were supposedly have given up Two first rounds for a young quarterback, but he didn't want to mention who. I don't know why you bring it up then. I mean, why did you even bring it up? You got your guy. You don't even want to bring it up. Uh, speaking of the commanders where Carson is, Ron Revere has been on a kick down here at this these uh, these owner meetings because, you know, he got in front of a camera yesterday and said, you know what, I'm tired of us being the punch jokes, the butt of jokes. It's a bunch of negativity. He goes, and I get it. He goes, but there's been negativity surrounded by this club since I've been here. We're trying to change it. He goes, and the only way to change it is by winning. And I'm like, yeah, you keep Daniel Snyder, keep keeping his ass far away from the organization, which I'm hearing today that his wife, Roger Goodell, has kind of instructed his wife that came in, was in the seat, you know, Daniel Snyder, that she's going to be still running, that they're telling Daniel Snyder to stay away still as far as they can. That tells me 
<coughs> excuse me, whatever this investigation went, however it went, what this what this tells me that they really found some bad stuff, and there's some bad stuff doing. And 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 to me, it's one of those that the league looks at it. Do we really want to go to an NBA situation and have that PR where we're trying to strip? a man of his ownership of a team? And do we even have the evidence? Is it like, to me, it's a, it, maybe it's not damaging enough to force him to sell the team, but it's damaging enough to know, like, you know what? We don't even want you around. Like the other owners have spoken. You know, we don't even want you around because what you put the situation you put us in with the allegations, uh, the the investigations, these emails, these calendar pictures of, of cheerleaders, Washington cheerleaders have naked that you're ordering, uh, you know, to be sent to you via email so you can hide in and take a peek on your lunch break, stuff like that. They don't even want you around. So right there, that was kind of a, that, that was an eyebrow raised to me to be like, wow, they're telling him to stay away, but yet and still they can't really force him to sell the team. So you got that going on. Uh, got a retirement coming out of the 504 that I definitely want to touch on a little bit later with the Saints. Uh, we've got other news to get to as well, too. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, 1-800-707-9760. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, we'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. Sam's join us now, spinning one and two. 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Way to Grow. Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. All right, they'll give you a free estimate and a free quote. All you have to do is go to waytogrowlandscape.net. That is Way to Grow official sponsor of the sports grind. 1-800-707-9760. All right, before we uh, transition to NFL, kind of sticking with the NBA theme, but former, speaking of the guy LeBron is chasing while he's putting his ankle and his body through this, Oh Cap, Oh Kareem, had his thoughts and opinion on Mr. Will I Am, Will Smith actions. It, you know, this happened on Sunday, and we're on Wednesday, and now it's starting to pick up. Since yesterday and Wednesday, it's starting to pick up where everybody's coming in. The the, the people have big platforms of the, the peers. I call them their peers, even though, you know, well, yeah, Kareem did some acting himself. Um, they're starting to give their Airplane, opinion. Right? Yeah, they're starting to give their opinion. 
He did some kung fu movies too. I think he did one with Bruce Lee back in the day, almost. But anyway, Kareem had some thoughts on Will. What did Kareem say? Well, he has a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kareem has a page on Substack.com where mm-hmm. he will go and just comment on write long, um, rather exposés on on what what it is he's feeling, um, you know, in in the world, mm-hmm. and the point that he has with Will Smith is is how he has offended not just the African American community but also uh, men and women at the same time he calls uh, goes on to use words like that was a patronizing paternal attitude that infantilizes women and reduces them to helpless damsels he says Will Smith's slap was a slap to women. See, I, on, on that one, though, when you, I'll tell you, that one kind of threw me for a loop because I'm thinking, like, how is that a, a slap to women? How, does, how is Kareem breaking that? That, that? that women need to have a big, strong man to defend them. All right, he says, with a, with a single petulant blow, Will Smith advocated violence, diminished women, insulted the entertainment industry, and perpetuated stereotypes about the black community. Um, well, first of all, um, Kareem, Mr. Skyhook, Cap, uh, he's using a lot of bigger words that I wouldn't be using or pronouncing, I'll tell you that right now. But for the meat of it, um, I think he's, I don't know about the woman aspect, I think, because in the same breath he's saying that, because I've read more in depth, and we're not going to get it all to exactly what he read, but you can go read it. But he kind of gets into depth about, hey, this one big mistake, we don't want to see this guy, Devon, I've been in his home, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, we don't want to tear him down for that. But at the same time, you know, he's really going in, you know, if you really read and break it down and really belittling, belittling Will down to small size. And again, I mean, it's another it's another black man he's doing to. So in a way, it's kind of a little bit contradicting. But the one thing I do agree with Kareem is kind of what I said Monday in here. It, it's one of those that it, it does feed into the stereotypes. And that's the thing that it looked like. It was like, wow, man, it's, you know, you can laugh at it. I mean, you can joke about it. I mean, and I guess I don't know if this just comes from me being older. But I mean, yeah, it's funny. It's like, damn, I, I mean, I like told you Monday. I thought it was fake because of Chris Rock's reaction, non-reaction. I'm like, man, what are they doing? But that's the first thing I have to settle down and comes into me is like, man, that right there at that event at the Oscars, it pins to those people that look like that. You see how they are. They still this act. Now, the crazy thing about this to me is, you know, the the headhunters are starting to come for Will. I mean, I know Whoopi, you know, she's on The View. And matter of fact, Whoopi sits on the board of the Oscars or whatever. So because I was thinking, what do y'all got to review, man? He opened with a open hand and slapped him. But they're they're getting pressure because I saw Jim Carrey's comments. I thought Jim Carrey was pretty much on. I mean, you know, Jim is kind of, you know, and, and trust me, Jim's always got a pass from our culture. You know, living color. Jim Carrey cut his teeth on living color. Shout out to the Waynes brothers for discovering old Jim. But, you know, to sit there and call Hollywood out and saying, hey, how dare you? You know, in regards to cheer for this guy, this. The heavy hitters are coming out. The thing that interested me, Chris Rock, I think he has a show. He, he's doing a show tonight. His first show, I forgot where it's at, but I know, like, ticket sales skyrocket like that. His brother has come out that's kind of, you know, contradicting that there was any peace in between or whatever. But 
Back to Kareem's point, because that, again, that's the legend. That's Kareem. I mean, you know, Kareem was fighting the Justify way back in the day, way before my time. But I think Kareem summed it up, you know, very nicely in regards to what I felt my thoughts were on Monday about it. And like I said, I got, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to act like I hate Will Smith now. I mean, you know, I kind of ran to Jada's offense because she's been a lightning rod and people think, oh, this is your fault. You're influencing her and, I mean, influencing him and you got him by, he's the puppet man. I'm like, no, man. I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's going through something. I mean, the, the whole family, I mean, that's like we never understand what it feels like to have millions of people. You know, I even get bothered just by a few hundred, a few thousand in my business. Wondering, hey, what are you doing this? You hear this? You hear what so-and-so said? About it? But these people live. So it's a lot of pressure that's going on. But Kareem, Kareem, usually when he comes out and speaks and he very rarely, I mean, I know he writes and everybody, he gives his opinion stuff. But for him to really go at will like that, it kind of gives you an idea with Kareem how he was and like I told you that show that that Showtime that Lakers show that's on that they they are doing a good job taking you back in that time even though it's kind of a little borderline cheesy a little bit comical here and there but it takes you back to where that setting I mean the clothes are detailed but it gives you a real idea of Kareem on really how he was behind closed doors where he was a difficult guy to deal with you know but I thought that was interesting to have old Cap come out and give his opinion uh, that's kind of on, on Will what you got and for all that he did to speak about Will's, you know, actions, mm-hmm. he does, like you say, go on to, you know, conclude. You know, Will Smith is an accomplished and dedicated actor who deserves the professional accolades he's received, but it will be difficult to watch the next movie without remembering this sad performance. He doesn't want to see him punished or ostracized because of this one mistake. He just wants it to be a cautionary tale for others to not romanticize or glorify bad behavior. Yeah, man. I mean, it is it is true. It's going to be hard to look at him. I mean, without. I mean, even with you know, even with Chris Rock. I mean, if he really wanted to go there, I mean, I know he dropped the. He didn't want to press criminal charges because he really would have, you know, in all culture, been oh man, look at you, you didn't hit him. You want to go to the car? You want to go to twelve? But the deal is, is that if he really wanted to. Is is really with the lawsuit that he could do with Will? Because at the end of the day, if you want to talk about the emotional distress, I mean, this is he's going to ever be ever linked to it. Like this, this is going to be played out. I mean, damn, the Sabruta film was played out millions of times, horrific. And this is, and I'm trying to compare that before I offend somebody. How are you going to compare that to the president getting shot, Calvin? Golly, you know, read something. I'm going to get one of those. So other than that, I'm not trying to compare that, but this is going to be played a lot. So you just admit, but I'm in, I am interested to see how Chris Rock is going to handle himself tonight. Cause trust me that I believe that video that's going to be leaked tonight. I mean, you, you're going to probably be able to find that somewhere or wherever his next performance, he's on tour, but I guarantee you his ticket sales are about to skyrocket on his tour that he's on currently right now. Cause isn't he out with Kevin? Is he with Kevin Hart? I thought they were going on to where I thought together, but I might be wrong, but I know he's he's back in. I tonight. know right now, looking at tickets on Ticketmaster, uh, his whole three-day set at uh, in Boston at the Wilbur is all sold out. If you want tickets to his next event on, on the 9th, it's going to cost you about 135 to get in the door. And that's just, that's not even on the black market. 
I mean, and that is probably going to cost you even more than that from the scalpers. But we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Eventually, they'll we'll move on from this. But that's something that's going to be very linked. I need. There was athletes that made their comments as well. Also, you know, it's kind of leaked over into the sports world, which it is because you know Will's a big figure. I mean, he's played sport figures. You know, I mean, he had one of the the biggest NFL movies behind concussions the whole time. I mean, the people thought he should have won it for that. You know, best actor. But we'll see how it goes, man. But that is really – I haven't seen anything dominant. I'm not a social media person, really. I've said that a thousand times. But I haven't seen anything dominate the Internet like that in a while, in a while. 1-800-707-9760. If you, you are know? interested in reading the article, I just tweeted it from the show account. Okay. Sports Grind. Yeah, Kareem does some good he, – he gives some good takes, man. He gives some good takes. Let's go to the phones here. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you on the Sports Grind here on Ticket 760, 1300 Zone. What's up, Mike? Okay, man. Um, yeah, I, I gotta talk. I want to talk today about another guy who has an ego about as big as the state of Texas, and not only Baker Mayfield has the big ego. Let's let's talk about Bill Bella, Bill Belichick for a few minutes. It's, it's it's obvious to me and anybody else. I know you're gonna disagree with it, but it's already it's a proven fact. Uh, Bill, with uh, Bill Belichick, that he needs Tom Brady more than Brady needs him. Uh, last time I checked, Brady had a Super Bowl after the after the breakup. Uh, Belichick doesn't, and, and and the team is going on a downhill slope. This guy here seems to feel like he doesn't have to bring in no free agents. Every year it's the same old story. They they come out with the same you know dull offense with no big name receivers. Receivers go on the market. Bill Belichick doesn't even try to uh, bring them in, um, and it, it goes on year after year uh, with this guy. This guy here he thinks that he's bigger than the New Orleans. I mean, the New England Patriots organization, and he needs to realize that the Patriots will 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 move will, will win games with or without him. And it's time for him to realize that, you know, because the way he's acting right now, he's talking about he don't need to have an offensive coordinator and he doesn't need to have a defensive coordinator. You need to have coordinators. Bill Belichick cannot run the whole team, and, and, and as soon as he loses his ego, maybe the Patriots will start winning games again. And I'd like to hear what you have to say about that. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, first of all, yeah, there's going to be some things I disagree with you, but let's get some clarification because I, I got to fact check that. Uh, because first of all, because I did bring it up, I think Bill, unless this is new news today that slipped by me, maybe it is. Uh, you know, I didn't, I can't catch everything, but his words were basically about the offensive coordinator. Again, I paid attention to Bill for a long time. He came on my radar with one of the best defensive game plans that I've ever watched in the Super Bowl between the Giants and the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Bill has changed deep. That scheme changed a lot. Why even how deep and different defensive coordinators move guys. I paid attention for a long time. With that said, like I said the other day, Bill is not big on titles. He's been in this situation before, but like, is he going to, because keep in mind, New he's, I mean, maybe not on the level of saving, but pretty close on how many coordinators defensive coordinators, secondary coaches. Bill has lost some coaches over this time that had taken their shot at the head coach. Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss, Josh McDaniels, he came back. Patricia, he left. He came. Now he's back. You know, Brian Flores, he's gone through a lot. So when he's been asked, like, hey, well, who's going to replace him? When are you going to give him the title? He said this before, like, hey, I'm not big on title. Now it's become a bigger story, the fact that they haven't hired or named an offensive coordinator because you had the guy that's done two stints with you and Josh McDaniels leave to go take the Raiders job. Now what I need clarification on before I really address Mike's phone call, did Bill say that he doesn't need a defensive or an offensive coordinator? Did he really say that? Or was it the fact that he's just not big on titles? Because this stems from the offensive coordinator position. He said, I think a good coach – 
is a good coach. Matt is a great coach. Joe is a great coach. Speaking of Joe Judge, the two people who will be providing the input on the offense. Right. He said they'll help us in no matter what position they coach. When asked who will play, this is from the Four Letter Network, when asked who will play, uh, call plays without McDaniels, Belichick said we won't be calling any for a while um, any candidates. It'll be hard to replace, but I feel we have a really good coaches on our staff. Again, just using coaches. Everybody will have a defined role like they always do. The offseason is the offseason. Once we get on the uh, get on the field coaching players, game planning, and things like that, it will all work itself out. Right. I, so I think Mike is, in my opinion, I think Mike is taking the fact that he doesn't really, he made the comments about, I'm not big on coordinators. Bill, but they will have a offensive and a defensive coordinator. I think Bill is a little bit of giving it to the media. I think he's jerking around with them because it's just like, man, you know, they really, some of this guy, some of, and Bill's one of them. He's gotten better over the last couple of years, but some of these guys feel like they're going in for a three hour root canal when they've got to go ahead and talk to the media. Bill's one of those guys. Back to your phone call, Mike. Look, I'm going to sit there and say this. This is what I will say. Looking at the landscape of the AFC East, going back to last year, going about to – because you and first of all, Mike, I mean, when you say he didn't bring free agents, I'm going to correct you there. The guy spent over 100 – he went to Robert Kraft and said, hey, I need $160 million in escrow to make up for some of my, my bad draft picks over the last four or five years, and now we don't have Tom Brady to cover up for some of that stuff. And they gave it to him, and he went out and spent it. So to sit there and say he doesn't spend any free agents, whatever. Now, this is what I will say, because I've been a big defender of Bill on the show. Everybody knows that. When you look at the landscape of the AFC East, and if you look at what the Buffalo Bills, what they've done in the last couple of years with Josh Allen and where they're headed, and he's only going to probably get better as long as he doesn't have a serious major injury, it comes to the point to where you look at the Jets, you look at their young quarterback, I believe their head coach has them going in the right direction. I believe that Wilson's going to be good. If you look at kind of what's going and then you look at Miami, okay, I think Tua's going to be the guy. If he pans out he's not a guy, somebody gets that quarterback's position, they're going to have a lot of weapons to throw to. All right? So if you look at that, I will tell you this. I'm going to tell you this after this long-ass break you got to wait for because I want to get cut off in the middle of telling you that. But, yeah, and then I'll wrap that up. And there's some other NFL stuff that I want to get to as well, too. Justin Verlander, I'm thinking the guy was injured, but it's up to debate up in the air whether he's going to get the start or not opening day because we're almost close to the opening side of things in Major League Baseball finally. Definitely want to touch that. And I've got a soccer question for Sam, too, when we get back before I finish my take here on the whole Bill Belichick situation. Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.